So you had a realization in watching this uh, last Car Hot video and doing voiceover, and it had something to do with how Car Hot has been teaching you what we've been talking about Muay Thai literacy or how to read. So maybe you can explain a little bit about what we mean by Muay Thai literacy and then what you had realized about the nature of frustration. Um, what we mean by, by Muay Thai literacy and Karaha teaching me how to read, um, there's stages of literacy. So there's learning the alphabet, which is what anyone learning Muay Thai does. You learn what sound A, B, and C make. You might learn the names of them and this kind of thing. But the next step of that is learning how those shapes go together to create words and then the words create sentences which have meaning and all of these things. And you, you learn the shapes of things. Like you, you don't look at the word and and think, okay, that's A, N, and D. You see the shape of it all as one thing and recognize the word and its meaning more so, quickly. And then as you... So what's an example of a letter? Like if you're learning letters and a kick is a letter. Like what is the kick for? Kind of thing is a letter. But the way the kick works in conjunction with other things is creating the entire word. So mm -hmm. you know when to kick based on where someone's weight is and where your weight is, mm -hmm. and you start to see the entire shape of a person. So if you see the shape of someone with their block up, you know what the openings for that are. Mm -hmm. um, and you recognize it quickly. Uh, and so that's, that's gaining literacy in being able to see the shape. You see a word and recognize it very quickly um, instead of like sounding it out as you go. And then there's a degree of fluency which comes after that, which is anticipation of the next word. So if you're looking at the scroll on CNN and it's saying the government issued a public service if you're fluent, you know the next word is announcement. Like, you don't have to wait for the word to appear. You know that that's there. If you're not fluent, you're like, popsicle. Like, it could be literally any word. Um, I'm not there. Karahat is there, and he's trying to teach me that. So... He's like a poet in the language. He's unreal. There's, There are incredible, literate fighters, and he is, like, the Nabokov of... <laughs> six languages and just pulls from everywhere um, but what I realized when I was watching this video for the voiceover is the difference in that fluency and literacy which is that I've been incredibly frustrated for many sessions now because I feel like I'm always a beat behind like I'm always trying to catch up or I have to think of what is the right letter or word that comes with this shape and when I was watching it made me realize that there are actually two sides to how this works in the way that there are different sides to literacy and fluency which is that the first thing he actually taught me was to create the shape that you want by faking so you fake to get someone's leg up and then you know that shape and you can kick and so you're creating the word that you want. You're like writing. Mm. What I've been doing, which is also part of it, this is not wrong, this is just there are two sides and I've been strengthening one side and having difficulty with the other side. The side I'm really working on without 
realizing that I'm neglecting the other side is just trying to read where he already is. Like, I'm looking at that scroll along the bottom and, like, seeing what word is coming instead of anticipating the next word or creating the next word, um, which would make things much more fluid for me to be able to create the shape that I want in addition to always just trying to see immediately wh what is already there. So I'm basically a beat behind all the time because I'm waiting for the word to appear instead of anticipating or creating the word. Mm. Um, and it causes me to think too much, like I overthink. I'm like, what should I do? Or like, he'll have his hands on my hands and the automatic feeling should be to fold the arm down and kick or fold the arm down and knee. And I'll sit there and be like, what word comes after government? <laughs> right? Instead mm. of like, just going. Mm. Like, I'm not thinking about what words I should say. I'm thinking about the concept I'm trying to express mm. and the words come. Mm. That's fluency. And that's mm. what he does. Mm. I'm like, going word by word right now. Mm. So it feels slow and like. Slippery. It's like that uh, movie, rushing or dragging. What was that called? I remember the name of it. About a drummer. It's like a single word movie, but the, there's this kid who's a drummer, and he has this horrible and amazing drum teacher. Who, is like, are you rushing or dragging? And the kid's like, I don't know what you do not say, and he starts slapping his face to the beat that he's supposed to be hitting and he's like, am I rushing or dragging? It's, yeah. it's like that, I'm dragging. And rushing. And rushing. I do both. And then you had this other realization to some degree about the training of... You said something in the, in the voiceover which was technique is not just technique. Yeah. Um... It's like how going and buying a bunch of wood is not a house. Like, you have the building materials to make something, but the materials themselves are not a house. Technique by itself isn't even technique. Technique expresses something, and how you use it is the technique. So, you can perfectly execute a technique but if you do it with like no belief or confidence in it, it's not actually that that technique. You can throw a shit kick with total confidence, and it's actually kind of in the middle. Like they're similar. Mm. Uh, a perfect a perfect kick with shit attitude and a great attitude shit kick are kind of on equal plane <laughs> with each other of not being fully what they can be. Um, I just fought yesterday, um, and it's the second fight, maybe even third, I don't know. I've fought many, many times, and a few of my fights have very clearly been lost because of my face, basically, or my, what I'm expressing in my own doubt in the ring has lost me the fight. Yesterday, as we were walking to the car, one of the guys who was in my corner very uh, explicitly told me, you did not lose that fight on weapons. It was not points. You actually 
probably won on weapons, but my face and my doubt and my attitude lost me that fight. Out of my 213 fights, that wasn't the first one <laughs> that's happened, but I'm becoming more aware of it now. And Karahat talked to me about it a couple of times uh, yesterday, and he's like, he's like, in Thailand, this is important people don't understand that this is being scored. He's like, you won that fight anywhere else in the world, but in Thailand. Um, I lost a lot. It was eight to one in round four against me. So I, I lost by a lot because of my face. Um, and your over energy, not just your face. I deflated, yeah, yeah. I deflated basically. Um, and to me, that's not bullshit. To me, that is Muay Thai. Like, that's not like a, oh, well, anywhere else you would have won. I don't fight anywhere else for a reason. I fight here. I want to learn Muay Thai here. Yeah. Um, I want to learn that Muay Thai. And when I'm watching myself with Karahat, I'm doing the exact same thing. I am practicing what lost me that fight. Um, because I'm frustrated. Because I'm whatever. In, in Thai culture, you do not express your emotions on the spectrum in a strong way on either side. You're not overly happy and enthusiastic. You're definitely not overly pouty and sad. Um, and so to, to go in the ring and express your self-doubt and expect that to win it's a fight is extreme. Like crazy. In the context of the culture, yeah. it's extreme. It would be like going to a Japanese tea ceremony and taking your clothes off and running around. Like, yeah. it, the, it, it's an ex contrast is strong. Yeah. And it's, it's important to understand, again, that techniques are not just techniques. Like, the expression of them and what you're expressing in the ring is, is important. Um, it's kind of interesting, like, you're, you're training with Kara, who has beautiful technique. But maybe beyond his technique, he also has beautiful energy. It is beyond, so it is beyond his technique. I think his technique is stunning. Yeah. Char Chai constantly says that his technique is not beautiful, but that his feeling yeah. is amazing. That nobody surpasses him in feeling. Yeah. To me, they're stuck together. Like the, What he expresses is how I see his technique. So I'm not like, oh, that's not a beautiful... Hook but, or whatever. But, when, but Char Chai is like mechanical. But when like you're evil. trying to perfect his technique, mm -hmm. you're only locking onto one side of the coin. Totally. You're you're not training the emotion that's in front of you. Again, it's, it gets right in front of you. It's like poetry. Like yeah. if you read um, an Emily Dickinson poem in like robot voice, it's not super <laughs> beautiful. Like it's you're not. They're words put together in order kind of thing but yeah. like if you do not show that you understand that poem in the way that you read it if you're like I lived my life a loaded gun it's yeah. not a beautiful phrase yeah. say, I've lived my life a loaded gun it's like fuck like people know <laughs> Kevin's crying people know what that means like poetry is poetry in understanding it as you're saying it I don't understand the words as I'm saying them right now. Like, I'm just Well, saying how, them. how does one then train that emotion? Like, because you're experiencing dragging, 
you're chasing after words as they're being flashed on the because screen, I'm, and you're feeling frustrated. Yeah, because I'm doing it right. in the wrong order. Like, anyone who's ever sang along to a song in the car, there are parts you don't know. Like, yeah. you know the hook, or the yeah. chorus, or whatever, and you really sing that part, and yeah. then you marble mouth the other parts, but, like, to the rhythm yeah. kind of thing, and it's funny. But, like, you you sing it when you're singing the wrong words. Like, it doesn't matter what those words are, mm. honestly. If you're the singer yeah. on stage, should probably remember the words kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, when people forget the words to the national anthem, they don't then, like, stop the song. Mm. They sing the wrong words expressively. That's how to be a singer. Yeah. That's how to be a Muay Thai fighter is, like, marble mouth the wrong words expressively. I have it backwards. But how do you make that switch? How does one make that switch to make sure they're training the music and not just the words? It's a challenge because we're so focused on technique because in the West, perfect, beautiful technique is very, it's hard to, it's a rarity. You come to Thailand to find the technique, and it's a sign of your knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it's a, your your esteem, esteem or but, achievement. Yeah, but the thing is, it's it's backwards. It's like waiting until you feel confident to act confident. It's not how that goes. Waiting until you do the technique right to be confident in the technique isn't mm. right. So how does one train that? You train... Maybe you don't know yet. I do know. You you train what it would... Picture you had perfect technique all the time. Like you couldn't do it wrong. Mm. Ever. What would that look like in the way you express yourself? It's like in the inner game of tennis. Mm. When he's like... if I don't play tennis. I've held a racket twice or mm. something. If someone came to me and they were like, we want you to play a professional tennis player in a movie, so act like you're hitting every shot where you want it to go, it's going to be a tight shot on your face, we're not going to show where the balls go, so nobody's going to see that you can't actually hit a ball, just play a professional tennis player, I could do that. I can be Axl Rose, I don't sing, like I don't know how to snake dance kind of thing, but I can imitate it. You imitate whatever your authentic confidence would be. Or if you don't know, be Karahat. Like, but I, think, I can imitate him. I think part of it, part of the difficulty or the mistake is, is that we think we're training something in the moment that we're training it. Like when, when you're standing in front of the bag and you're trying to get your kick right, mm-hmm. it's train the kick, kick it, time out. Right. Like isolated. So it's isolated little edit yeah. of a training, yeah. whereas... Your training really, it seems to me, starts when you walk up to the bag, and it ends when you walk away from the bag. You mm-hmm. wider the bag or whatever. It's like you have a time clock. Yeah, it's like a time clock, mm-hmm. and you are in character mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a our focus on getting the technique right or not making mistakes. We forget that we're training the entire time. That when you go mm-hmm. under those ropes. In the, in the sparring sessions with him, and when you go under them again to get out, the whole time is recorded. Yeah. I mean, that's what's kind of interesting about these long videos. 
is the whole time's recorded. It's not a highlight, combo highlight. It falls uh, apart and comes back together. Yeah. I think about that fighter I really love at Dejrat, the long-armed fighter that um, Arjan is so mean to, but how he is training, like talk about him a little bit, but like how he, his face, his emotion, you talk about Thai emotions that get shown. It's a Thai male thing too. That he, but how he is with Arjan and he just is like, getting hit, not hit, getting cussed out, and it's just fucking stone face. There's this kid, I don't even know how old he is, 16, maybe? Maybe. 17? Yeah. He's really tall. He's a knee fighter. A Dejrat gym. A Dejrat gym. A Dejrat. Dejrat is a hardcore gym. Um, They're just, they, like, there's training where a stick is involved. There are no sticks actually used, but it's it's a stick gym. Arjan, like, Arjan is the stick They're verbally gym. and, like, physically, the way they throw you and interrupt you and all this stuff. Like, the way Arjan hardens his trainers is to constantly interrupt their technique and it's insist they do it correctly, but he trainees. always interrupts it. Mm. The, so, like, he's like, you kick this way. And you go to kick that way, and he'll catch you and throw you on the ground. And you, like, you kick that way again. Like, you mm. learn how to do it through, through interruption. Interruption, because yeah. you're not going to go to an opponent who's like, oh, yes, please land a beautiful technical kick on me. Yeah. Which is why I get so pissed in the West when people are like, I hate brawlers. Yeah. It's like, if you can't have clean pe- technique against a brawler, you just don't have the technique you thought you had. Like, yeah. that's not their fault. Yeah. Like, whatever. I know it's not fun. I've... I've people who are in your face it's not fun um but this kid is very very typical good muay thai student in that he's quiet he does not talk back he does not argue or show what a fucking hard time he's having and yeah. he is given the hardest time like he is the kicking dog yeah. of the gym yeah they call him katoy I'm I'm the weight he fights at. So he's bigger than me, but they say that we're the same weight. And when I go with him, they're like, kill him, he's a sissy. Like you can beat the shit out of him. He beats me up. But he's a very like, he's not probably a very good fighter actually. When when he's on the pads and he just goes through the interruptions and his knees are going, you're like, fuck, like who is gonna stand in front of that? Like this kid in four years, five years, is just going to be a monster. And you can see it. And it's it's this... submission to the process, but he still has... <laughs> now I'm going to cry. <laughs> he still has dignity. He's submitting to the process, but he does not submit to anybody. Like, Ajarn is intense, and because he's old, and he's the, like, master of the gym, you fucking do what he says like you submit to him in a like he is the hierarchy of the gym but at no point when he's getting thrown on the ring over and over again and Ajarn's like yeah like fuck your mother and like all of this verbal intense um abuse abuse yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um He's teaching him to walk through it, and because the kid does, 
he's just not submitting to anybody. Yeah. It's just giving yourself to this. And he's teaching him to insist, like you say, you throw that kick or he he uses a long guard a lot. I was watching him with a another trainer. He has a long guard. But he was getting whacked in the holes of the long guard. The long guard is is not a a hundred percent guard and no guard is. But he is training to just insist on the long guard. Mm. He doesn't come out of it. Mm. He just takes the whole punishment. Mm. And the way that Arjun teaches you, yeah, you just threw the perfect kick and yeah, you're on your ass because I threw you down, throw it again. Mm -hmm. He teaches you to insist on your dignity of your expression of yourself Mm. without variation, whether or not a bad thing happens after or a good thing happens after. Mm. And I think a lot of training that we gravitate to is like, if we do the right move, it comes with a good result. Mm -hmm. And Arjun teaches the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. He's like, you did the right thing and a bad thing happened. Mm -hmm. Do it again. So that in a fight when it works, you're like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. It's like training like with a weight vest on. That's what Karahat does with his answer back kind of thing. It's like mm. cattle dogs. Kevin and I love cattle dogs, um, Australian blue healers. They totally have that. If you push a cattle dog, mm. they push back first. Yeah. And then they're like, what was that about? <laughs> it's like, yeah. He has this, Karahat is teaching yeah. this, like, if you're off balance, you immediately spring back. And it's like, oh that was lucky for you because of the way that he comes back rather Mm. than like, oh, you got this thing. Mm. And it's, you got that thing. Like, you legitimately got it, but it doesn't come off that way because of the way that he answers. It's it's one of my favorite things about watching his fights is that he gets, like, kicked off balance actually quite a lot. Mm. His kick gets caught and he gets, like, ripped up because he's little. Um, And he just... Yeah, that He just comes back. It's like... And he has, it seems to me that there's two, two spring back directions at least where he springs. He goes back and then forward. Yeah. Or left and then right. Like if you close off one side, he goes the other side. Mm. That he's constantly uh, yo-yoing between these two dimensions of forward, back, left, right, left, right, mm. forward, back. But always springing to the next opening. I was thinking as I was getting out of the ring the other day that it's like flatland the way that he fights. Like you can't mm. see what he's doing mm. because he's a sphere and you, mm. every everyone you've ever come in contact with is two dimensional and I'm two dimensional. Mm. And so I'm like what is this sorcery of what he's doing because he's a sphere and so it seems like he just vanishes at times because I don't have the concept of what he's doing. Yeah. Um and I can see it when I'm doing the voiceover, and then I like see things that he's taught me, and then I go look at one of his fights, and I'm like, holy shit, he's doing exactly what he's been teaching me. And then this fight that I just had, watching the voiceover from two days ago, like two lessons ago, uh-huh. I see all of these things that I'm like, if I had just done that in the fight, it would have changed it. And that's fine, I'm not there yet. It's not like I failed because I didn't do these things. Like, he showed me and I yeah, can't do yeah. it. It's like. The number of times he's told me to step on a kick, mm. he actually doesn't even change his tone in mm. telling me eight million times. He doesn't get frustrated. He's not mm. like, I told you to step yeah, and you're yeah, not yeah, stepping. Yeah. He's just like, step, step, step. 
Because he's not frustrated in his fighting style either. <laughs> he's so relaxed about it. It's the same. It's the same thing. You yeah. insist on the thing. He's like, I'm outside because my house is on fire. Gotta <laughs> stay outside. But what you were saying about starting to see things. Okay, maybe your body doesn't know them yet, but your mm-hmm. eyes have changed in the last month and a week. Like yeah. you now perceive fights and film differently yeah like that's the first step to the body changing is the eyes changing yeah and i think that's happening no but that's also what you keep saying about the difficulty of changing my style is that if you don't know how to see yet you're blind for you're a while blind and you're just kind of like groping, groping. you're groping in the dark or the haze you've got the dude with the fucking night vision goggles and you're groping around <laughs> totally as, as seen from silence of the lambs <laughs> Where the killer's got the like night vision and clerks. It's like totally, yeah, totally. All right, that's a good vlog. That is a good one. I like that he's like, "Fuck you guys, I'm staying in bed." Oh yeah, that's not surprising. You got it for a second.